0: Welcome to Greenfish Blue Oceans, the podcast where stories about seafood are good for you in the oceans. I'm Maureen Berry. In this week's episode, I'll tackle F is for farmed fish and faux fish, two incredibly exciting topics, even if you aren't a fish nerd. Did you know that by 2050, with our growing global population, we will need 7% more protein to feed the world than we have today. Some of that protein will be farmed fish and some of that will be fake fish. Stick around for another stimulating, fast-paced program. Welcome to the F is for farmed fish part of the program. Today we'll explore what farm fish or aquaculture is, what types of farming are practiced, best edible seafood species to farm, some aquaculture challenges, and lastly success stories in aquaculture around the world. So what is aquaculture? Aquaculture or farmed fish is the rearing and harvesting of fish in water environments for human consumption. Now anyone who knows me knows, I believe that aquaculture will help feed our growing global population, reduce the stresses on wild fish populations while restoring habitats, and will strengthen our food security. Aquaculture, when done right, provides an energy efficient, high protein, low fat resource. Now there are numerous methods of fish farming, We have aquaponics, raceways, recirculating aquaculture systems, known simply as RAS in the industry. There are open ocean pens, freshwater pond cultures, sea cages, suspension ropes, racks and lines, mostly for oysters, scallops, mussels, and alga, surface lines, and sea ranching. Some farming methods are better than others. But because the list is long and time is limited today, if you would like to know more about a specific farming method, shoot me an email. But know this, 95% of aquaculture is done in ponds. And in the US, 85% of aquaculture is done in an RAS system. Of the hundreds of edible seafoods, which are the best to farm? There are four categories. The first one is shellfish. Clams, oysters, mussels, all those filter feeders that leave the water in better shape than before. Kelp and seaweed. And crustaceans. Shrimp, of course, the world's most beloved seafood. And lastly, finfish. Now, did you know that 50% of all fish consumed is farmed? And friends, let me tell you, that number is only going to rise. Since 50% of all fish is farmed and our global population is growing the need for successful aquaculture is literally a matter of life and death. Yes I just said that farm fishing is a matter of life or death. That may be a stretch now but in 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years or at the turn of the century things are going to be quite different. And speaking of time aquaculture is not new. In fact It's been around for over 4,000 years. In the U.S., the aquaculture industry blossomed in the 1970s, but not without its challenges. One of the biggest challenges with aquaculture is fish feed, both the ingredient list and the FIFO, which means fish in, fish out. Fish need protein, and lots of it. Much of the feed ingredient comes from wild fisheries in the form of fish oil and fish meal from pelagic species like anchovies and sardines. But those wild fisheries are being overfished. So here's a little something to chew on before I dive into the challenges of the fish feed. We already know that 90% of the large fisheries like shark, whales, Pacific bluefin tuna have collapsed Wild Atlantic Salmon and New England Cod are two prime examples of a species that were fished to near extinction. In the last 50 years, 51 marine species are extinct due to overfishing. Overfishing is at a crisis level. So, we're depleting wild fish species to feed farmed fish. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, we are. That's crazy, huh? Well fortunately, things are changing for the better and we'll look at some solutions in a few minutes. But let's dig in a little more about the fish feed. The fish in fish out ratio for most farm fish are in the range of three to one to one to one. One pound of feed in equals one pound of fish out. Three pounds of feed in one pound of fish out. So we are always striving to get to the one-to-one ratio. So how does that compare to other farmed protein industries? In the other industries, it's called the feed conversion ratio. In the beef industry, it's nine-to-one. Pork, six-to-one. Chicken, two-to-one. And crickets, or insects, are 1.5-to-one. So as you can see, one-to-one, fish is a relatively fantastic food for human consumption. But what are some other challenges with aquaculture? Well, antibiotics are used to eliminate disease. And that creates a problem with superbugs, especially if there's no regulation, like in some Asian countries. There's also waste escapement in the case of ocean farm fish. There are production costs and pollution and for land-based systems, that means carbon emissions. It requires a lot of energy to run a land-based farm system. They aren't quite the darlings of the sustainable seafood world just yet, but we're getting there. Also, human slavery is still a problem in the farm fish industry in Thailand. So where's all the good news with farm fish is so good for everybody? Technology and innovation have improved the farm fish business in the recent past, and that will only continue to improve in the future. For the last several years, for instance, scientists, chemists, biologists, chefs, engineers, food disruptors, and farmers are working to change the fish feed landscape and the aquaculture industry. Innovation will enable fish feed to be made from microbes, alga, yeast, soy, seaweeds, and insects there is already a vegan fish feed on the market. And technology will make farming operations more efficient and safer. To date, the most efficient and productive success story takes place in southern Spain on an island in the river 10 miles inland from the ocean. La Veta La Palma is a premier example of sustainable aquaculture in a natural setting. This 28,000 acre farm developed an artificial wetland habitat by converting ponds and restructuring the water flow. They raise sea bass, bream, mullet, and shrimp. They farm rice and have developed dry crops. This farm is so productive, it attracts over 200 species of migratory birds, many of which are endangered, making this a natural paradise. Also to note, they use no antibiotics or GMOs. Other success stories are Australis Monday, also known as sea bass, in Massachusetts. 2XC, in California, farms trout using vegan feed. Campache Farms in Hawaii Farms a sashimi-grade yellowtail in open pens. Verlasso Salmon in Chile farms Atlantic salmon using a yeast compound that mimics omega-3s, eliminating the need for wild fish oils and byproducts. Lansang Lax in Denmark, the largest land-based salmon farm in the world, produces salmon using a highly efficient recirculating system. In fact, earlier this month, They got full approval to build a land-based salmon facility in South Florida, the first of its kind in the U.S. Blue Ridge Aquaculture in Virginia is the largest land-based tilapia farm in the world. It also uses an RAS. They sell fresh, never frozen, and use no antibiotics. And close to my heart and home is Food Chain in Lexington, Kentucky. It's an educational facility that farms tilapia and greens in a hydroponic system. There are fish farms in high-rise buildings in Hong Kong and on a Wisconsin dairy farm. There are fish farms in wastewater treatment facilities in Kentucky. There is no shortage of opportunities to farm fish wherever you live. The future of farm fish and land-based fish farms will most certainly increase in our future. And while many operations are successful, plenty are not yet. The cost to operate these facilities can be three times that of an ocean pen farming operation because of licenses, equipment, and facilities. Other challenges are maintaining water temperatures, oxygen levels, pH levels, and high carbon outputs. So why continue to farm fish on land? Well, fewer fish die and fish grow faster. That's a win-win. There's little need for antibiotics because everything is controlled. And fish waste can be recycled for compost to grow veg or produce electricity. Lastly, it's good business. Remember, wild fisheries will be depleted if we don't supplement fish stocks with aquaculture. So now you might be saying, so with all of that is... Farmed fish safe to eat? Yes and no. In the U.S., we have strict environmental and food safety regulations. So if you live in the U.S., by buying farmed fish, you'll support the American farmers and the economy. Now think about this. In the U.S., nearly 90% of our seafood is imported. And only 2.5 to 3% of that seafood is inspected at the docks. And so since some countries do not practice good food safety laws, you could see where we could be potentially eating tainted, antibiotic-laden seafood. So if you love fish like I do, ask questions like, where does my fish come from? Read the package labels at the market and follow trusted resources and recommendation guides like Seafood Watch and Environmental Defense Fund. Okay, that's it for farmed fish, short and sweet. Up next, F is for faux fish, stick around. Hey, welcome back. It's no secret that there are seven billion people living on 30% of the Earth's surface. And that growth is expected to continue to nine billion by 2050 and 11 billion by the end of the century. Now, it seems like a long way off, but to put it into perspective, think about yourself for a few seconds. Where will you be in 2050? What about your kids and your grandchildren? What kind of world will they be living in? What will they be eating? So with all this talk of protein, just how much protein do we really need in our daily diets? Well, according to the U.S. Department of Ag, An average 130-pound female needs 47 grams of protein per day. For a 170-pound male, 62 grams is recommended. And as I mentioned earlier, an increasing population needs more protein. And one of those highly sought-after proteins is fish. So fish farming is not the only solution to solve our growing global protein needs and save our wild fish populations. So what is a faux fish? Faux fish is really a plant-based fish product. Venture capitalists have a term for the people and companies developing faux fish. They're called food industry disruptors, or those foods that replace conventional animal agriculture. So how does that work? Well, the most important criteria for any good food source is texture and taste, right? So it's not rocket science, but it is chemistry and technology. It's innovation. It's students, nutritionists, biochemists, engineers, and chefs. Currently, there are several plant-based seafood products being tested on the market and many more being developed in the lab. Plant-based seafood products are made from quinoa, setan, mushrooms, yellow pea proteins, seaweed, nuts, and high quality soy. So here's a couple of examples of some products already out there on the market. My favorite and most exciting is a product by New Wave Foods. These two rockstar women make a product called Pop Shrimp, which is shrimp made from alga. And as you know, I am working on the second book uh, in my Sustainable Seafood Kitchen series, called shrimp from market to plate. And so I am thrilled that this product is soon to be on the market. Tomato Sushi offers sushi made from tomatoes that resembles tuna. There is Tofuna Fish, a company which makes fish oil and fish sauce. Sophie's Kitchen in California makes a line of shelf-stable refrigerated and frozen vegan seafood items made from konjac, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. A mineral-rich plant that has almost zero calories and is high in dietary fiber. They offer smoked salmon, scallops, mac and cheese, jambalaya, and its most popular retail item is the vegan tuna. They have new products coming on the market, and my favorite is glazed salmon bacon. Now, I did reach out to this company to see what their protein source is because i have not tried any of these products here's some more veggie world in the uk makes award-winning vegan prawns garden in the u.s makes fishless fillets and crabless cakes while faux fish may still be in its infancy it is a growing industry The plant-based food industry contributes $13.7 billion to the U.S. economy alone. Now, that figure includes other plant-based products in the meat, chicken, and dairy categories. It's not just seafood. But get this, jobs generated in the industry offer an annual income of almost $60,000. I need to say that I haven't tried any of these faux fish products nor am I doing product endorsement. This is just awareness. And not that I don't want to. I'm eager to try a faux fish product. So if you're a food industry disruptor and you would like somebody to do some sampling, give me a shout. I'd love to connect and collaborate. Now, for the record, I did try cricket bars for the first time and I found them to be like earthy, chewy, nutty, and sweet. So I'm game. Just call me on it. There's no better time in our history to be a sustainable food industry disruptor. Whether you want to farm fish, develop faux fish, or just enjoy delicious food that is good for you and the oceans. Thanks for listening to Greenfish Blue Oceans. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play so you don't miss an episode. Next up, G is for Gooey Duck and Grouper. And have a great two weeks.